0: Veterans Air, the Veterans Hour, your source for news, talking, uncensored commentary here on the Lone Star Community Radio Station. Um, I'm Douglas B. I'm your host. And you can listen to us live the first Tuesday of every month on veteransair.us or here on Conroe's very own FM 106.1 and 104.5. As always, before we get started, do a little housekeeping. You can contact Veterans Air through the website at www.veteransair.us. Leave us a message. Better yet, text us in the studio on our Google phone, which I currently have turned off, but I really honestly do have it. Honestly, yeah. um, before we get started today into the show, I am sad to report that Dangerous Dan, the Muffin Man, is no longer part of this show. He got a little too mouthy and I had to backslap him. No, no, seriously. Um, he's left, and this is what he says, and I quote, I finally escaped Douglas Lair, and I'm free to wander around Oklahoma, Missouri, and Kansas City. I'm sure that Dan will miss Texas and, of course, veterans there, loyal listeners. But I understand he's got to go where the work goes. Dan, I know you're listening today um, because you said that uh, you'd be listening every time I'm on the air. So welcome, Dan. Um, I miss you. We're here with the uh, lawyer ladies from The Legal Connection, and they want to know, where are their muffins? Um, just because you're gone does not mean that your responsibilities have stopped. <laughs> hey, listen, I wanted to give a shout out before I forget to next door to Carly's Main Street Merchantile. Carly, if you're listening, hi. Um, if you guys have not checked out the new store next to the radio station, drop into Carly's, tell her that uh, Veterans there. said for you to come by, pick up something ice cold and something sweet to drink. We have some birthday wishes that I have to get out to today before we get started. Um, This month, we have a bunch of birthdays. A big happy birthday to Brother Johnny, Lucas, R.C., Master Chief Pete, Ralph, and our favorite veteran liaison, Ashley, and of course, let's not forget Keith over at the post post office. Happy birthday to y'all. So today, as promised, for the past couple of months, we've actually got it together, The lawyer ladies from The Legal Connection, Tony and Cheryl, and you can catch their show right before this show and every Tuesday at noon on the Lone Star Community Radio. Tony and Cheryl, they're going to help us today as we talk about wills and probate. Yes, that nasty thing. We're going to have to find out what it is that surviving spouses need to know and what us as veterans need to do for those that love us, that we're leaving stuff to. Um, and I got to say, for me, this this reaches home because I've had to do this twice already, once for my adopted grandfather and once for my stepfather. Both are veterans. Both have passed. And I want to let you know, if you're listening to me, you need to be prepared. Go back to the old Boy Scout adage: always be prepared. Yes. Tony, Cheryl, welcome to the show. I'm glad oh, we finally you. got together. Thank you for being here. Um, why don't you guys introduce yourselves? Tell us a little about you.
1: Okay, I'm uh, Tony Collins, and I've been an attorney for about 20 years now, and uh, pretty much do every type of law imaginable. Uh, and you had uh, in Montgomery County and all the surrounding counties, and in Texas, and federal bankruptcy, the whole bit. But uh, you had asked us to be on your show, and been trying to get on your show for some time. because I know,
0: it's all my fault.
1: I am very interested. I have questions for you, you being a veteran and knowing about having gun issues and probably knowing a lot more. So we really need to have you on our show to talk about those issues uh, so that we can have your experience to uh, for our listeners to kind of hang on to and learn from.
0: I am a staunch Second Amendment supporter. And if if there's gun owners out there, if you're not doing it right, Shame on you. If you're right. a veteran and you're not doing it right, swing on by the studio so I can backslap you.
2: <laughs> and I'm Cheryl Ellsworth-Jahani. I practice here in, in uh, Texas, uh, Montgomery, primarily Montgomery and Harris County, but I'm all over the place. And just like Tony, I practice all kinds of law. I was talking to an attorney the other day in Austin who said he had an open, door, open law policy uh, that he took any case that opened the door. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he said. So, Man, that's pretty bad. <laughs> I know, I know. But that's what I do. Are you guys in the
0: same law firm?
2: Uh, no, we're just friends. No, you know how we but met? But we do tell each other, tell people
1: when we go to hearings together and stuff that we're partners. Yeah. Um, we met, oddly, because um, her, uh, unfortunately, talking about estates, Wilson Probates today, are. Right. Our next-door neighbor passed away very young, unexpectedly, so you should be prepared. He was 52, maybe? Yeah, and um, it was it kind of brings home that you don't know when your last day is going to be. And um, we were stunned because he was, you know, he had a family, he had kids. He was our neighbor. I mean, i just seen him. So and Tony's then-
2: next-door neighbor was my son-in-law's father. And so I was facilitating a, an estate sale, and Tony walked— walk just rock next door to go yeah, see what's going on over there i was
1: like because we love going to auctions and stuff and i drove over there and she was just sitting there and she asked me something and it occurred to me that i had some experience with what you're asking me about where i could help her not trying to i didn't want i had too much work now and just like this guy about the open door policy mm-hmm. i would never do that i've got the shut the door policy right i am so does. busy i'm mm-hmm. giving stuff away right and left because i just have because i do good i win but I, I do good and win because I make sure that I'm prepared. I, I read everything. I keep up with the – I make sure I know everything before I go in. I may not be the best – you know, I, I don't look like Ray Haines walking into a court – but I, I think, like in I disagree all things with that. in life,
2: you're you're pretty and attractive, Aww, and wow.
1: and people, you know, you get a respect when you walk into court. It's, that's not true, it's scary. But but I tell you what, I will win generally, and I won't go to court unless I believe that I've got the facts to win because I am prepared, mm-hmm. and I always, and you know, I, I'm not going to go off a tangent, but I always pray about it, because whatever God's will is, is the way it's going to be. It may not be that I'm supposed to win that day, but generally I do.
2: (laughs) Well, but, but Tony, you already are on a tangent because how we met was, uh, which is what we were originally talking about. No, you walked in the garage and you looked at me and you pointed to the garage door leading to the house. And I said, yeah, there's more stuff inside. And she walked by and I thought, wow, she's really, she was so pretty. And then we go back in. I went back in for some reason. She was asking me about a printer. And then that's how we found out. We'd both gone to law school. We went to the same law school. And we just became friends. After that. We just Thank God for, for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Well, let, let me ask you this question. Since you don't both work for the same law firms, you're, you're doing your own things. How can my listeners get hold of you if they need something? If they need a lawyer?
1: Well... Uh, I will let Cheryl is always our, you know, call girl that sells, you know, gives a deal. Damn. But, but, <laughs> Tony, that is not it's true.
2: You, uh, send us your questions at questions at <laughs> legalconnectionshow.com. Um, I mean, I don't know, Dick, they can, they can message us live on Facebook, but then after we're off of Facebook, can't they also send us messages
1: to our, our Facebook thing? Yes. Well, the legal, it's a pretty easy name. We got the legalconnectionshow.com and it's TLC I'm, and we're providing
0: the information on the Facebook Live for veterans Air right now.
1: Oh, okay, so okay great. And you. then
2: we and also to do
0: something nice for you someday, not soon, but someday.
2: Thank you. And then we also have that. a Google phone. It's 281
1: uh 5795862. you caught us off guard, we weren't going to be we were going to give your listeners everything they need to know about how to handle the um, you know, if their spouse dies and they're a veteran, we were like ready to go, we, we were going to be like non, you know, and then Tony's not. Uh, Tony's <laughs> email is also ICE attorney at AOL.com,
2: and I am Christine Jahani at gmail.com.:
0: Outstanding. So you heard it here first, and uh, our wonderful engineer Dick is putting it on the, uh, on the feeds now, so you'll be able to uh, call them and hire them should you need them. And as I said before, if you do not have a will, Shame on you. Yeah. And Tony is biting at the bit here.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So so we're going to jump right into it. Um, I pulled the listeners out there, mm-hmm. and I have the top three questions that, that came back from this for wills. Mm-hmm. And the overall number one question I got was, what is the definition of a legal will in Texas?
1: And I'm going to let Cheryl take that because... Um, Although I could talk forever, I always talk forever, and I feel terrible.
0: It's only an hour show.
1: <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> this can't be forever. Um,
2: okay, to be valid, a will must be in writing, signed by you or another person at your direction and in your presence. In Texas, we have what is it, the conscious presence test? Right. I mean, you, ha- you, the the person who's drafted the will. Okay. Well, let me let me back up just a little bit because a will is an instrument or a document that says. Where you want your stuff to go after you die—that's what it is.
1: All it is is you're giving your desire. Of, you're you're documenting your desires of how you want your property be, to be disposed of after your death. That's all a will is. It or can distributed. Be, Sometimes we use these
2: words "disposed of." That yeah. they,
1: the listeners may not understand. Not, not thrown out. That's where right. we want it to go. But but I will go here and I kind of offset a little bit, something you said just a little bit earlier. Um, I don't. Believe it needs to be a formality. And I've always been on the mind that pers- people, even as an attorney, that people don't need a will. Because if you're not here, why do you care? Just let them go crazy and kill each other over your stuff after you're gone and just see what yeah, happens. You,
0: you say that, and I have to let you know. <laughs> she I have mean. to let you know that those people that you hold dear to you become totally different people after mm-hmm. you've passed. I know. Mm-hmm. You look at them and you go, What? Are you serious? Calm yourself. It's only stuff. Mm-hmm. And
2: I think their relationship... wasn't even your stuff. If, yes, right. It wasn't if, even your stuff. If you're dying, I think your relationship with them is different than their relationship with each other, you know, and they start relating to each other based out of the relationship they have with each other. They'd never do that in if front of you. Parent, if it's a parent, if you're the mom, there's a grandma. lot of
1: stuff going on. Were you the favorite son? Were you favorite? You were favored. You got that already while they were alive. You know, uh, it, uh, almost it's almost biblical, like the, the, uh, the, the son that goes away and gets all his stuff, like while dad's still alive and then dad welcomes him back after he squandered and the son that stayed is the prodigal son Mm -hmm. that um he's very upset because i was here i took care of the farm i've done all this stuff and now you're welcoming him back with open arms like he never had a party goes on all the
2: time Mm -hmm. but having to find a will so you write out what you where you want your stuff to go and who gets it But a will has to be valid. So in order to be valid in Texas, it must be in writing, signed by you or another person at your direction and in your presence, and attested in your presence by at least two credible witnesses over the age of 14. I don't think it has to be in writing anymore. I think it can be oral. It's hard to prove. Well, no, there are oral (laughs) wills. But, no, it's got to be in writing. Uh, there's a holographic
1: will now that's the one that that's, you uh, that's, handwrite yourself that's my favorite will i will i will say that right now if you want to have a real short will let's say that you are in a car accident and you're dying right there and you don't have a will and you've got the a pen and a paper handy it doesn't even have to say will on it you can literally in your handwriting say everything i own goes mm-hmm. to to you or goes to cheryl or mm-hmm. goes to producer Deck, and then sign their name and that is a will because it shows everything I own goes to you. Mm -hmm. Uh, Maybe you want to put upon your death, but Mm -hmm. it's obvious that your intent is to distribute your property upon your death in accordance with your wishes. And that's, that's it. Doesn't even have to say the word will or have a date on yeah. it. As long as it's all in handwriting.
2: I want my girlfriend Becky to get everything I owned. There was a yeah. case in Colorado. I would probably
1: put in there will on the top just to make sure because right. you have to show that It doesn't even have to be dated, but I would date it. Yeah. But it, let's say that something's happening. or let's say it's the last minute someone died and you realize the person that shot you's left and you yeah. they were the they were the one that was going to get everything. Of course, in Texas, if you're the person that kills them, you're not going to be able to get that. It's going to be it's going to there's a law that says that the murderer can't. Benefit by your demise, but, mm-hmm. but anyway. That all being said, if you decided at the last minute in your dying moment that you wanted to go to somebody else, then you can literally create a new will that will over that will replace all other wills at that moment if mm-hmm. you do it in handwriting mm-hmm. and you sign it, mm-hmm. and it doesn't take much to make it right. So I love holographic wills for that reason. Mm-hmm.
0: So my adopted Texas grandmother, Miss Honey, mm-hmm. when she passed, didn't have a will that we knew of. But going through her paperwork, we found a will on a legal pad in her handwriting.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. Hey, she had a will.
0: And, and um, there wasn't any changes to what anybody what the family expected.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but this will doesn't need to be drawn up by her lawyer.
2: She wrote it in her own handwriting? She wrote it in her Did own handwriting. Did
0: she sign it? She signed it. No. Mm-hmm. Holographic mm-hmm.
2: will. That's is called a holographic. Will. That's what Tony was just talking about. Uh-huh. A valid, That's valid. Will. Uh-huh.
0: It doesn't need to be, you know, notarized by the notary no. public or anything like that.
2: No, is that crazy? Mm-hmm. Uh, but a will to be valid, it, it does. It when
1: it's in writing and drawn up by an attorney, it does need to be attested now, if by it's two not witnesses. And that person's fully in their handwriting, there's some question about its authenticity, which is why it has to be. Um, it, there has to be like the will dance, and it has. If it's not self-authenticating, then the two witnesses that sign in the presence have to be there to prove it up when that when when you actually probate it. So it's a lot more complex. And that's why it's helpful. You can get the legal Zooms, but you're really pushing it if you don't do it exactly right. Because whoever doesn't like what's in that legal Zoom will they right. can test it because mm-hmm. it's not it doesn't follow the appropriate guidelines that that a will that you didn't handwrite requires in the state of Texas. But i I've seen it done. The legal Zooms actually do work if you get it done right. And if you have these self-authenticating um, document uh, attached to it which is um, it's a it's a particular and I don't have the verbiage in front of me but it's it's everywhere it's in the statute mm-hmm. it basically says uh, and I'm paraphrasing here that I was here when they signed the will and this is my authentic will and uh, they, they they basically the two witnesses um, will certify that everything that they would prove up in court anyway mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the beauty about a self-authenticating will is if you've signed a will 50 years before and I just did one just like this, then the attorney or the person trying to probate it doesn't have to go find those witnesses of a will. You die at 90. You did your will at 40. Right. Those, the witnesses are probably dead. Mm-hmm. You don't have a good will if you don't have a self-authenticating one of the witnesses are dead because no one can prove your will up. Mm-hmm. So the self-authenticating really takes care of all that. Our holographic and it's in your own handwriting. Problem you have with your holographic, the biggest problem is down the road if someone says that's not their handwriting, that's not their will. So then how do you know their handwriting didn't change after 50 years? It may or may not have. You don't know. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. It's, it, you're, you're the, the, the will that will pass muster more than likely will be one that was drawn up by an, an, uh, a disinterested third party, uh, an attorney generally, mm-hmm. that sets out, has all the prerequisites by statute in there, has the self-authenticating languages with the two witnesses, and um, notarized and you know that's part of it it's all going to be in there The, the, the estates code has it all set out for somebody if somebody wants to attempt to do it on their own exactly what's required and um and then you can go through the the whole process of getting it probated if you want to go that direction and that goes to like, you're not being able to find your, uh, was it your nana? Her His adopted his, grandmother. grandmother yeah. Adopted grandmother. What did you call her? Adopted grandmother. Miss Honey. Texas
0: adopted grandmother, Miss Honey. Uh,
1: Miss Honey. I know. It was, uh, was sweet. It was some name. I, I, Honey. I, I didn't
0: realize that she actually had a name other than Miss Honey because everybody <laughs> in Was her last name Honey? No. Okay. No, <laughs> that, was it, it was, that was just a nickname? That was just a nickname. I didn't I didn't realize for, for a number of years, actually, that, that she actually had a name. She called me on the house phone, you know. Oh, I wasn't there. She left a message, and she said, "This is Mrs. Jeanette DeLong. I'm looking for my damn Yankee. Call me right back."
1: And you're like, who is this? I said, "Honey,
0: do you know who this Jeanette person is?" And she said, "That's Miss Honey." I went, "Oh, really? That's her real name?" I did not <laughs> know.
1: That. Everyone called her Honey. I, and that kind of goes to the next question, which I haven't looked up: if she signed her. Her holographic will, Miss Honey, would that be legitimate? It is. It could be because that's what people knew her as, and that was her handwriting. And those were her. The most important thing in a state code is that the wishes, the intent that the person that dies wishes be upheld legally. And there's a lot of different ways to do it. But the holographic, if she signed Miss Honey and she had the, you know, everything I own going whatever direction, that would that would work. Now, you were saying that you found Miss Honey's will yes. after the fact. That would be a good will. Mm-hmm. Um, that go, that goes to the next question or the but next.
2: before we go to the next question, I want to say this about oral wills. Mm-hmm. Oral wills are valid. Say, like for example, some a listener of yours is laying on his deathbed or her deathbed, and they go, "Oh man, I forgot to, you know, mm-hmm. tell people what I wanted. Uh, please give my Rembrandt painting or whatever to my <laughs> great grandson Matthew." They can say it orally, but there are some very staunch restrictions on that. Who have they've got to say it to a couple of people, and those people very shortly have to go write it
1: down. The witnesses, right? The witnesses. Right. And these days, with uh, the with cell phones recording, they are yeah, invaluable for everything. all evidence. Yeah. If that's someone's true. saying that, just have your cell phone going because mm-hmm. that's proof. Mm-hmm. You don't need all those witnesses because the reason for writing it down in the old days was because you couldn't prove it. Everything right. in, in law is being able to authenticate and prove. And now, of course, say statement's going to come in. It's not hearsay as long as in court, the court accepts it because that's it's admissible. Right. And there's like all these hearsay exceptions, excited utterance. They're like, oh, no, I changed my will. Everything goes to Sanford and Sons, or you know whatever it may be. You know, I, I forgot what he what he always say before he died. He always, Elizabeth, honey, yeah, I'm Elis- coming. Yeah, Elizabeth. I'm coming. Elizabeth. Coming. Okay. But what I was going to say was about your uh, Miss Honey's will. She, if you had said that everything got distributed without it, without probating the will, anyway, that may be a that may be a good thing. Yeah. You've saved a lot of money. Mm-hmm. If there's not a lot of discord in the family, like you, like we were saying, people get crazy when someone dies, and you know they go to fisticuffs or whatever. Um, but if, if it was my four kids are going to own my stuff equally and all they had was a house, that was all she had left that was worth anything, mm-hmm. and the four kids agree that the house should be sold so they can partition it for the money, which is mm-hmm. how you dispose of property that mm-hmm. you know that's how you eat its equal. Unless deb- one of the kids dispute. wants to keep the house, then they, they establish its value uh, through whatever means that they determine is reasonable, whether it be an appraiser our agreement, our fair market value, because people are putting, you know, you put, you listed and find out the best one. Out of all that, it, once it's split, then the person that then you can, if you haven't entered a contract yet, yet the person that wants it could have a first right of refusal because the kids agree, and then they can pay them their share, maybe through a mortgage. There's all different well, ways. Well,
0: that, it- that, that that's all taken care of during the probate. I would.
1: Assume. Well, if, they, if there's, but I'm saying if it you depends. don't take it, if there's a, a dispute over. Partitioning property. If there's no will, though. That's
2: a separate thing.
1: Mm-hmm. If there's no will, then you have to go to the intestate statutory. Well,
0: that- everybody's going to have a will. If you're listening to the show, yes. everyone <laughs> is going to have a will. Um, which brings it to part B to this question. Mm-hmm. You hear all the time that, that, that and this, this is for our loyal listener and uh, fellow Blue Ribbon panelist, uh, DV Tanya. Uh, you hear all the time about people leaving things to their pets.
3: Right,
0: (laughs) right. If you guys listen to my show, you know that I I have the Apex Predator Posse, um, the boys. And
2: who are they, your
0: dogs? uh, They're they're Tanya's dogs, and I am am living my life uh, vicariously through her so I can have access to the Apex Predator Posse.
2: Oh, okay, okay. Um,
0: When she goes, when she passes on,
3: Mm -hmm.
0: there's only two people that she has, a daughter and the boys.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: Can you leave money to a third party for care of your pet?
2: Yes. You used to not be able to leave money to your pets, but now you can. You can set up a... I don't even remember what it's called. Well,
1: outside of a will, you can set up a trust, but you can also have, it's um, within the will, there's provisions where you can have a person that will take care of that pet. Mm -hmm. The problem you are always going to have with that is you can kill a pet and it's not murder. It may be something, but it's not much. And whoever is the person that's going to inherit from that pet, because, of course, pets can't devise that, you're going to have to put a residuary um, provision in there in the event that the pet dies, the money goes here. And it better not be the person that's taking care of them if they're greedy because they might kill the pet. So that's the problem you're going to have is the pet can't make rules. They can't notarize something. So, yeah, a lot's very well-off people will have their pets taken care of for life. Mm-hmm. But they've got somebody that they set up in a trust. And yeah. the, the big thing here is you want the person that's the trustee not to be the person that's controlling things. Right. That trustee is probably should be a banker. And it's money. It's, the bank's going to get a trustee fee if they're doing something like that. But if you really have that much money that you don't know what to do with, or maybe you just really care for your pet that much,
3: mm-hmm. then
1: it's a little bit more expensive to make sure that your wishes are, uh, are done properly. And I say expensive because after you're gone, there's got to be a lot of trust, trustee, trust, fiduciary duty, that your trustee is going to do what you're asking, but there's also going to have to be, um, you're going to be paying that person to do it to take care of them.
0: But it is legal.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Outstanding. Mm-hmm. I, now, I, I believe it's not legal to
2: leave money to your pet. I, li- I leave fee fee $50 million, and people have tried to do that over and over and over. But to establish for the care and provision of that pet, you can do that.
0: That's, that's outstanding. Nick, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm going to... When's Tani come over? She comes up for Thanksgiving. You know, we're going to come in and we're, we're going to record. I'm going to bring the boys in so you can see just how wolfish they what, truly what are. What are the boys? They're uh, Maltese poodle mixes.
2: <laughs> wolfish. <laughs> <laughs> a Maltese Poodle mix wolf, <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. Okay. They're yes. apex predators. Not really? Away. Okay.
0: So, you, you should watch them stalk.
3: Oh, I can their imagine? They're
0: natural prey, uh-huh. majestic moose. <laughs> <laughs> and, and people make fun of them um, because of their little fruit tails. They're uh-huh. you know, the apex predators uh-huh. with, with fruit-fruit tails. Uh-huh. Um, but the, in the wild, um, you have a gaggle. That's what a, a pack of of this type of album, it's called, it's called a gaggle, uh-huh. and they communicate through the high grass by waving that true fruit tail.
2: Oh, really? Hmm.
0: That's my story, and I'm sticking <laughs> okay. to it.
1: Okay. Sounds like See, girls to me. Yeah.
0: <laughs> now, now you know why we had to have Dan as the straight guy. Uh-huh,
1: uh-huh. <laughs> is he Lieutenant Dan? I keep on to call him Lieutenant Dan. No,
0: no, that is Gary Sinise. Okay. And um, I oh. forgot no, it that's, again. No,
1: that's the real Lieutenant Dan. That is
0: the real Lieutenant but I'm Dan. But
1: g- well, you don't know, just uh, for fun, call your Dan Lieutenant Dan.
0: He's a grunt, I should let you know. Okay, oh, well... You know what a grunt is, right? I don't. It's, it's an Army acronym. It stands for Ground Reconnaissance, Usually Not Trained. Oh, really? What, oh, 10th Mountain, guys? I'm repping
2: you.
0: Uh-huh. That's infantry, guys. Um, <laughs> how am I doing on time? Oh, I got a bunch of time. I had a bunch of time. Well, not a bunch of time. Let's move on. Okay. <clears throat> Second question. We aren't married, but we've been together for 10 years. The veteran passes without a will... But we have property, cars, and furniture that still need to be paid for. Am I responsible to pay it?
1: Well, I mean, um, I'm gonna let you take off on this uh, and Cheryl answer it. But the, the easy answer is if you're not married, two things. One, you might be married because you might have an informal marriage if you held out to people That's in the in state Texas. of Texas. Mm-hmm. If you live together and in Texas you've held out to people that you're married even and cohabitated even one day, one hour. But you had to hold out to at least one person, like, just one person once and say it. Then you have an informal marriage, okay? Um, but
0: You guys out there, and you know who you are, and the ladies, and you know who you are. See, I told you.
1: Even if you said to, uh, in passing, when you met the the his parents or her parents. This male lady. You, and you were just okay. trying to be nice. If you said it in Texas, and then you went back and... You know, got it on at your lunch hour. Then you're informally married. But, but okay. Tony for one day, one hour. Yeah, it's doesn't it matter? Two There's years. No, the statute does not say how long. There is no time. It could be uh, you, just a the, the, a lunch, you know, roll or something. That didn't cohabitating. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but usually it's more than that. Cohabitating means that you're living with them and everybody knows it. But you only have to say it to one person once. And a lot of the, r- like, rich baseball players, they're paramours and girls oh, yeah, that eventually always get dumped claiming. when they kind of age out. More, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> when they age out and they've got a new squeeze, um, then that's the one that's saying, hey, I was their wife. And mm-hmm. they just, and there's been lots of case law, lots of really big cases, oh, yeah. like the big major league players that will say, I'm not married to them, and what happened in Texas? Mm-hmm. And um, where it was, a, I think it was a Houston Astro from, from a few decades ago. Mm-hmm. But, but anyway, uh, I think the woman won. So got to be careful about that, too. But that, that's, that's a tangent. Your question was not that. This is like a, the bar exam. That was not your question. Your question was you were not married. If you're not married then the person that is the significant other is really in a bad place because you go to the contract. If the, if the car was purchased and they're also on the title or they were right. that you, they would have to have title on the car. But let's say that the title wasn't on the car but the loan was in both names. Well, that's really too bad for the person who's agreed to pay on the loan but it's titled to the, the another person because they are responsible for that debt even if they don't get to keep the car. So you want to be that. Just like with houses, if you're responsible for the debt, you better also um, have some title ownership, and that happens in divorces all the time. Someone will say, "Oh, I'll um, uh, in the divorce, I'm going to give them the house," but they never get the loan changed, and so the loan is still. The bank is given a loan based on two persons' income. They give the house. You know, in the divorce, the wife gets the house. Well, guess what? The wife doesn't pay the note. The bank is going after you or the
3: husband. The I'm, husband. I'm using well, this. Let me, let, me give, let me give
0: you a hypothetical. So, um, two people they're living together. Mm-hmm. They're not legally married, mm-hmm. but they've been together forever. Mm-hmm. Um, the house is in his name. The mortgage is in his name.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: He passes.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Surviving spouse, not 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 a spouse, is left and. He's always said, you know, in the will, he's left the house to her.
1: Okay, there's a will. She's got the house. Good.
0: So she can pay on that loan, but the house isn't in her name.
1: No, no, it is after the will. If the will is probated, the estate has to distribute that so the title now passes to her Ah. through the will. Mm -hmm. Now, it would be worse if there wasn't a will. That was where I thought you were going with it. I did too. Because the intestate, uh, if there's not a will then the state of Texas has statutes in the estate code that says, in the event there's not a will, then it's going to go to what's called an intestate distribution. Testate is with the will, intestate is other. And you can still have an intestate distribution, even if there is a will, if you don't probate it, because it's automatically going to default to the there was if the will is not good or there wasn't a will, you don't want to probate it, you don't probate it in time, uh, or for whatever reason, then you're going to default to the intestate statute, which says, depending on who is still alive, whether you've got, only an aunt and uncle, or you have a bunch of, you know, half kids from different marriages or whatever, it tells you exactly as a chart who it's going to go to. Right. And And in what portions. And you go to court for an intestate distribution, Mm -hmm. and it will, the court will determine through an administrator um, uh, that administrator is going to you for a fee, of course, if there's enough money in the estate, um, create the deeds to get it into the, the people that would inherit under the intestate distribution. But it's really a bad thing if you're living together with somebody forever and right. you don't have the wherewithal, guy or girl, to make sure that your name doesn't get titled in some of the stuff or there's not a will or a trust. It's another way to getting around a will. Mm-hmm. If you create a trust, for example, on a piece of property, and the trust says that on the, in the event of one of the death of whoever, whatever the, the terms of the trust are, uh, then you don't even have to go through probate. The trust will automatically, through the trustee, they can, uh, the, the, the property, whether it could be, it doesn't have to be real property, it can be any property, will be distributed to the beneficiaries of the trust. All right. Mm-hmm. That
0: leads into the last question on wills before mm-hmm. we get into probates because a lot of this stuff goes from wills right into probate. Mm-hmm. I don't have a will. Will my spouse still get everything anyway?
2: Well, I think um, Tony just kind of answered it, um, but she was talking about if you're not married to that person. If you are married to that person and you don't have a will, um, then the default is uh, the you're not testate. Now you're intestate, mm-hmm. and so the default distribution of your property goes by
1: statute. And so, t- to so t- I guess t- your question is if you're married. Uh, let's say we're married. Okay, mm-hmm. For the, uh, Jim. That's th- just an example. This is the okay? hypothetical. Hypothetical. Jim. We're married, and uh, the house is in your name. Okay, and uh, so, and I'm just, you know, I'm just a stay-at-home mom, and I don't know anything about the law or anything. What happens? Do, will the will? Will the house automatically go to me if we're married mm-hmm. and there's no will? It depends on whether what the situation with your kids. Right. If If we're married and we've got four kids...
0: Soon we have no kids.
1: Okay. uh, Then I believe if there's no other uh, living... um, If there's no other siblings or your parents aren't alive, because let's say that you were young and this happened... Then your parents would still get part of it, and I don't have the chart in front of me. It's but let's—it's right, right here. Oh, you have the chart. Well, the an- the questions that he gave us. Oh,
2: okay. It's on—it's on, it's the bottom.
1: Line. I didn't—I didn't do my homework. The but the bottom. Okay, so what is the answer? I, well, I believe that if you don't have any kids, it's going to go to the spouse. So.
2: Right. With no children, if you mm-hmm. have children from a previous marriage, but none with her. I mean, this is just memory, but it's divided mm-hmm. something like your previous children get two thirds of your estate, and your current spouse gets one third of your estate.
1: Um, It's Okay, and let me, I'm going to reframe that just a little bit because this is kind of like the the way the the estates code chart looks. If we're married and we have kids and you die, then I'm going to get my 50% community share of the house and the kids are going to split the other 50%. That's just the way it works without a will. But let's say that you get remarried and you have kids from the first, um, and and that's automatic. If you get remarried, the kids from the second marriage, there's a different split because the first kids, if you are married to a different spouse, that spouse isn't going to get anything anymore. But she will get a one-third life estate. Okay. Uh, but to, the what the question I thought you were going to was what happens if that the the wife is not even on the the you're you she's not your wife. You live together. okay? Nope.
0: She's you're just, my wife.
1: you sha- Okay. But
0: I have no kids. I don't have any other marriages other than her. But if, I died without a will.
3: Okay. okay. does she doesn't deceased, she get everything?
2: If the deceased had no children the entire community estate passes to the surviving spouse with no kids and no will. Right. All right? If the deceased had children, all of such children were also children of the surviving spouse, then the entire community passes to the surviving spouse. Finally, if the deceased had children yes. or descendants other than those of the surviving spouse, this is what I was just telling right. you, then the surviving spouse retains it's her one-half one half uh-huh. share sure. of the community property, mm-hmm. and the descendant's... One half share of the community property is divided equally between the children or descendants. The balance,
1: of the, the, 50, the other fifty percent. So, in
2: other mm-hmm. words, she gets her own share,
1: but all of his share goes to his kids. And it doesn't matter if it came from that ma- first that marriage with that wife or not. It's going to be split amongst the fifty percent. If he was, if
2: he had mm-hmm. fifteen kids from fifteen different women, it would still go. So, a Navy guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Sorry, Pete. It would still go his share she wouldn't get any of
0: mm-hmm.
2: and his share would go to those 50 and children that, cha- and equal that shares. Just
1: for the people that have been through and a probate uh before I forgot what year it was like 2008 it was a little bit different uh-huh. because before the uh, when a will was probated and you were married and you had kids then the uh, the, the spouse would get 50% and the kids would get 50% right then if it was the same marriage. But that's changed now because if it was all one big family unit, now the spouse gets everything, mm-hmm. if, if, if if even if there's kids alive. Because I know that when my dad died, we got 50% of his estate and my mom got 50%. And what year did he die? He died in um, 1986. Right. He died pretty young. Mm-hmm. Um, but now that's not the case. If If the law was then as it is now... I would have gotten, my mom would have got everything and we would have just been, you know, just his kids, you know. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, let's wrap this up because we're running out of time and I want to make sure that we have enough time for everybody for all the questions. Okay. Let's get into probate. Okay. Again, we polled the listeners mm-hmm. and the number one question, exactly <laughs> what is probate and why do I even care? <laughs>
1: Um, I, I'm going to. I'm going to try. I keep talking, but probate. The quick answer is probate. <laughs> I'm trying so hard. Uh, probate is just taking a will and going to court and asking the court to recognize the will and the things that are in it. That's the short answer. Um, the uh, but you don't need to probate or, and a will if the exact same distribution will occur without it. So if you only own a house and your wife's going to get all the house, then why would you go to the expense of probating? You could go intestate, and and you can actually do... Well, let me do, interrupt you.
0: Do you have the choice
1: Yes. Of yes whether or not you you do. you're going to probate yes, or not? Yes, you do. Because they're not here to do anything. They're dead already, and you don't have to probate. And there's something called a monument of title, which is you don't do anything, but you literally fill out um, an affidavit of airship, and you file it, and your the, the property will already be... Uh, legally through any title company uh, of record, it will go to the person that is in that affidavit of airship. And so that's the quick and cheap way. You are literally do an affidavit. So those are for small estates. Yes, like small estates. Like 50, 50000 or less. Right. It's, well, that
0: would, that would cover me.
1: Right. So yeah. a of title is the cheapest, easiest, if the only thing that exists is a house and you only have the, the two partners together. Mm-hmm. You don't want to go through the probate. You don't want to go through all that because there's a lot of expense involved, and you don't need to do that. You don't have to pay taxes because there's a threshold. It has to be over, I think, like a million, mm, 50 million, whatever. It's, it's really high. Now it's like high. a million
2: point eleven million point five.
0: Uh, I think I came up with a unique way, for, personally, for me to do it, is I'm going to get all the people that think they, that I've left them something, mm-hmm. and we're going to get them into a cage, and we're going to have a cage match, mm-hmm. it's like Thunderdome. <laughs> I think that would work.
1: Mm-hmm. We
0: could sell tickets.
1: Yeah, that's true. If you were really rich, it would work. If you had <clears throat> lots of property, I'd want to be in there too. I'd be claiming, I was like... You, know, you haven't been paying
0: attention. I am the ruler of my own country.
1: <laughs> oh. What country is that? <laughs>
0: Douglandia.
1: Oh, Douglandia. Oh, as an attorney, I would be researching all your assets and looking I, for the fair market value of I, landia.
0: I, 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 I like it there. Everybody knows my name.
1: Yeah, No kidding.
0: <laughs> um, so let's assume that we've decided that we're going to go to probate for whatever reason. Okay.
2: Um,
0: how long does probate take? I've heard this thing that, that that's, the will has been in probate forever
1: doesn't take very long at all you can push a poet through maybe i want to say two months three months here in montgomery county if the reason they go on forever is either there's a problem with the actual will or you haven't done something you were supposed to do to finish the probate you didn't do your inventory properly right. you didn't you didn't get it the notice files you didn't pay the right fees if no one's contesting it though uh, then the, the probates move really fast right Really fast.
2: That's like usually about, for some
1: some problem or someone's dragging in. Yeah, there maybe feet. sixty days, ninety days mm-hmm. tops. They move real fast. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, if someone's contesting it, contests the will, doesn't that it automatically does. go to probate?
1: Well, well, you wouldn't be in you wouldn't be in probate unless the will was before put before the court and declared valid. Probate by the court. is putting the will in front of a court, saying, "I want you to use this document that this person said was their will," and and uh, administrate it through the court to make it legal. So you wouldn't be in court unless there was a will that you'd already filed and asked the court to sanction. If there's
2: a dispute over the validity of the will, you would be...
1: Then you have a probate, a will contest, and right. those can go on a long time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're expensive mm-hmm. dealing with somebody else's property but right. that you believe is yours. Mm-hmm.
0: Like I said, people get crazy when someone dies
1: shouldn't. it wasn't do. even their property. That's the that's crazy right. thing. They didn't earn it. Their mom or dad did. Or their brother or sister.
0: Um, I don't understand the fascination that some people have with, I have to have this thing from him or her that has passed.
3: <laughs> it's either. like,
0: it's only stuff to me. I, that, that's probably why I'm not rich because of, only stuff to me.
1: Mm-hmm. You know what? That's really good. It's, don't the mm-hmm. meek inherit the earth? Mm-hmm. That's really the way it should be. I,
0: I am a very meek and humble guy. You is that not why you
1: that. live in Douglandia?
0: No, actually, I live here in town um, <laughs> because my wife refuses to move to Douglandia.
2: <laughs> Please. <laughs> Doug-landia. Yeah, yeah, but, the, but that's true. It is only stuff, but I think that they fight over those things because they have a
1: memory with that person over that thing, usually. The blue couch. We have some people fighting over a blue Andrew Lloyd bright couch or whatever. It was something that was it had no value to anyone else, but there was a sentimental value. It was really, really important. Right. But, uh, you know, I, I was reading this, this book, and basically it's like you have to let go. And you really have to let go if it wasn't yours to begin with. I mean, what peace do you, I mean, isn't life just about having peace? What peace do you have when you're fighting over somebody else's stuff?
2: I don't think people want peace. Not everybody you do, but a lot of people love to fight. I mean, you know those people that it, it they're always fighting with, with one you. person, and then they make up with that person, and then you're next. Now they're fighting with you, and they're peace. mad at you. And, and then they, they go
0: back want... to the first person mm-hmm. they are fighting with again. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. yes. I, I, I don't do domestic
2: drama. I am not friends with people like that because I know mm-hmm.
1: I'm next,
0: and um, I don't want to be next. You I, know? I, can't, I can't do domestic drama. Oh, man, uh, I'll walk away. I can away.
1: tell you right now, I can't even... That that's not in the realm of things that I can understand personally because yeah. I we don't I don't know anybody that really fights over stuff. I I I to be You've led honest, a
0: very sheltered life, haven't
1: you? Uh well I'm an attorney on top of it. But <laughs> the people I represent are fighting over everything. It's mm-hmm, like crazy. Mm-hmm. And it's particularly in divorces. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, the coffee pot or you know, it's nothing. You know, kids, I'm not talking about people. I'm talking about objects. And when someone dies, all you have is the op unless There's a lot of money involved, and that's when it gets bad. People that are usually meek, peaceful, humble, don't really, you know, they're not really that concerned about material things in the world. They're just, you know, salt of the earth, whatever. Um, It suddenly becomes a lot more important when you're talking about a $2 million piece of property, and they see their brothers getting a larger share than them. Then it goes to who did my mom love more, why is this happening, you're not going to get away with that, because there's a fairness issue involved.
3: The right. Fairness gets. I, I
0: want to put this right. out right now in case any of my siblings are listening. Um <laughs> Mom loves me best. I am the favorite child. <laughs> yes. Just so you all know.
3: You know any funerals
1: I've been to where somebody gets up there and actually says, "I was the favorite." I kid you not. In a
2: funeral. Oh, and they're wow.
1: laughing, but they mean it. I,
2: yeah. I am the favorite. Or they
1: wouldn't enough. say it. I oh,
2: say so you're the favorite.
0: Uh, I'm the favorite. Yes that's my story <laughs> and,
2: and you're sticking, sticking to, to it, it. Okay. mom will
0: agree with me right mom <laughs> see y'all heard her she said i am the favorite oh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. last question last question how am i doing on time oh i only got 15 minutes left of the show i gotta book um i've heard that you can't live in a house pay the person's bills or give things in the will to others while it's in probate is that true no
1: Absolutely not. I didn't
0: think so because the creditors want their money. The independent executor
1: who right away that. can move in yeah. because you have to maintain the, the estate property. And whether you move in it because you need to maintain it, the estate because it's easier because everything's falling apart and you need to, you know, you want to get insurance. But the, the, the independent executor, when there's a will involved and it's going to probate, um, if it's an independent executor, they can pretty much do whatever they want without bond. They can move in. They can run it. But they still have to account for the value of the rent back to the beneficiaries. They can't just move in and stay there forever. If the fair market value, because if you do that, your siblings are going to come to court and say, judge, they're living it. That was my property. I'm getting that share. The judge is going to have to settle things out. You're asking for a lot of trouble. If you do that, you don't share it. But if you want to move in because you need to maintain it and the fair market value of the rent is offset by, you know, all the accounting is done as the executor then then you sh- there's no reason you shouldn't do that the better thing to do is to get a third party in there you know to to get a real estate agent and rent it because it's easier not to it's easier to quantify when it's at an arm's length and than market if you're value. in there. Sure, because it looks value. like you're gonna what if you live there forever and your brothers and sisters want you to sell it for its value, the house that your mom lived in. Well that's not fair to them because first it's not gonna sell as well if you're living in there unless you've got amazing furniture and a maid and all that stuff. You're running it down. Mm-hmm. And um so there's gonna be an argument about that. So you can do that, but is it in the estate's best interest? Because remember you're not just doing it for yourself if you're the independent executor. You're getting a lot of trouble if you if you don't follow through with your fiduciary duty to the beneficiaries, so you can't do it though.
0: The other part of that question is, I've passed, I have bills in my name.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: They still need to get paid,
1: mm-hmm. but and but my almost, estate's
0: not settled yet.
1: Almost always, the estate what they come that comes off the top, depending mm-hmm. on whether it's a um, a secured creditor or not. Secured creditors are just going to pick it up if you don't pay the bill on it. You know, mm-hmm. the car has a car note or whatever. Mm-hmm. It may have equity in it, but you don't pay that car note. You know what happens? The tow guy is going to come get it. Mm-hmm. And then sell it or whatever they do, which they love to do that. And then they put it in their little storage facility, and then they, they make it so that there's no equity left because no one's picked it up because the person died and no one knew it. Or maybe they're in it. You know, that's a whole different so, thing.
0: So when I die,
3: mm-hmm.
0: got a car note,
3: mm-hmm.
0: I got credit cards, my, uh, somebody decides they're going to contest my will. Doug liked me best. He, he should have left me something.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> my wife still has to pay those creditors or she loses the car. And
1: if, if it's her car, if it's a community property car, that like you're assuming that the car title is uh, in both your names. If that's the case, yeah, she needs to pay it because it's awesome. No, her it's car. In my name. Well, it's, then but then it's a it's community you- state, right? Well, no. No, not. no, that's true, though. If the car is in your name and you bought it while you were married, it's community property. I don't care how well, the title is. Well, that's true. Okay. Right. And she better pay it because because like anything that's secured, if there's an agreement that was made, and let's just say you made it and it was, only your names on it, then yeah, if she doesn't go in there and pay for the car. So, so
0: the question here is, can she pay that car note
1: mm-hmm.
0: using the checking account?
1: Yes, of course. If mm-hmm. she if she's the independent executor, because that person mm-hmm. now has control of the checking into account. Your shoes. Because you have to go to the bank with the will and your letters testamentary and say, I now control this because this account, let's say the account did not have her name on it, this account that's Douglandia's Inc. or whatever, the account is, um, is I, I now control all of the funds in Douglandia Inc. because I'm the executive of the state and I was put in charge of it. Assuming that the- Brother
0: Johnny, are you listening? <laughs> I hope you're listening.
1: Well, I want to add, you're the executor that.
0: of the estate, so you got to pay all these bills.
1: Oh, yeah, Johnny. But listen if, to if he us. doesn't add pay the bills, and your wife has got a community property interest, then uh, the car will be picked up. Mm-hmm. So, uh, as the executor, he's in big trouble if he's not hasn't immediately like like you're supposed to when you're the executor take inventory and that that's called that for a reason to determine what bills are due and, and who would who, get it. who you owe money right. to and because, all of that because because she could sue your wife could sue your brother if he was the executor and they came and picked up the car if he had control over the funds and he didn't pay the car note from the estate that had money in it and she lost her community property share that's that's a, there's a cl- cause of action there
2: yeah but i i was just doing a a will thing where there was a signatory on an account that was in supposedly the estate and the signatory on the account was the Mm ex-wife and that account became hers according to bank policy, well it depends on how it's set she up she
1: was a signatory on the account if she was a signatory you'd, the way it's set up even if she was a signatory if it didn't because bank accounts are a little bit different if um if if the bank account is set up for it to be a survivor bank account then when you die it automatically goes to the a survivor that you have named if she's a signatory and she was also a joint owner and it was had rights of or survivorship she would get the whole account so bank, banking law would kick in there. we're gonna, we're
0: going to have to wrap this up cuz Engineer Dick has given me the high sign that I only have four minutes left. So I have to do the announcements for the day, for the month. Um, But first, before I forget, I have to give a shout-out to our sponsor who pays for this show, East Meets West Productions. Um, East Meets West Productions, as you all know, is a full-service marketing and consulting firm helping vets start and fund their business for over 25 years. Uh, For more information, please call 361-404-0044. And we have a bunch of announcements to get to. Um, what's today? Today's the 4th, right?
2: Today is June 4th.
0: So tomorrow, there will be the Memorial Monument dedication, um, hosted by the Montgomery uh, County Veterans Memorial Park. Um, it's going to be at the Montgomery County Central Library. So you all get down there. It's at 10.30 a.m. June 6th, and I love this, uh, the Taste, Taste Fest 2019. Do you have tickets for that, Dick? Dick has tickets. I'm not going to be here. I got to go to Corpus tomorrow. Today, but yeah, go to this. This is great. Me and Joe went last year, and uh, we were stuffed. It's at the Lone Star um, Convention Center and Expo out over on Airport Road. It is uh, June 6th from 5 to 8 p.m. Contact the station. Dick says he has a couple of tickets left. And what is it? Taste Fest. Uh-huh. Oh, all of the 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 local eateries. But They get together in the convention hall, and they set up their little tables Yum. and whatnot. And then you just go around, and you taste everything. That's Thursday night? Including wine. That is June 6th. Yes, it is Thursday. Uh-huh. Thursday night.
1: That sounds yummy.
0: Dick, you should give the girls some tickets. Yeah, yeah. how much do the
1: tickets cost?
2: I believe you can order them online at conroe.org for,
0: I think it's either 12 or $15. That includes two adult beverages. It was well and worth then, it. Uh, really? But I think they're a little bit more at the door. They could be cheaper. They could be $10 right now
1: a good way to take on good restaurants. And and, and
0: if you stay to the end, all the ice cream that isn't eaten, they'll give it to you.
1: Oh, really? It's melted. Yes. No, it hasn't melted yet.
0: It's good. Um, We also have uh, Market Days uh, June 6th from 4 to 8 p.m. at Heritage Park. Um, That is a particular favorite of ours. Um, Go down and get your fresh veggies. Uh, But what is the most important thing that is happening this month in Conroe on June 6th is Chick-fil-A is opening a new store.
1: Oh, where? Yum. South
0: 336. Over really? where the new Kroger's is. Oh, yes, yes, yes. yes. Oh, I've been waiting.
1: Right, right, right. I went to the Whataburger right next door, and I thought, why isn't anybody at Chick-fil-A? Mm-hmm. Grand, and it was they grand open opening
0: Thursday, yes.
1: Good for them.
0: Doors open at 630 in the morning.
1: Wow, pretty exciting.
0: That, that is the most important thing. But the thing,
1: Heritage, definitely. where is that at? Heritage Park. Uh-huh.
0: He sits I only have two minutes. I don't know where Heritage Park is off the top of my head. But I have to close up the show okay. because I'm getting the high sign. Um, So I'll do the regular closing. That about wraps up our show for today. Thank you all for attending. Thank you for Um, asking us. Tony, Cheryl, thank you so much for being here. we have you back on again. Sounds great. We have less less questions.
2: No problem. (laughs) They have elections. I I,
0: I might have to come see you for that. Yes, we do have elections. I'll have to tell you my my rules offline. Um,
1: (laughs) Is it a kingdom? (laughs) 5 Yes, it is. It's a (laughs) dictatorship.
0: I want you to tune in. July 8th. It'll be after the 4th of July, but I'm going to do something special for the 4th of July. Um, rumor has it that we're going to have some people in the studio that uh, are going to talk about what it takes to become, uh, to hold a public office here in Montgomery County. Oh. Um, I want to leave you with this awesome song, as I usually do. This one is by Sailor Jerry, our friend. It's called Going Away. You can download the song from our website or at SailorJerryMusic.com. She has her new album out, so go get that. And while we're listening to this, let's remember our brothers and sisters that are wearing the uniform that today are standing in harm's way to protect our freedoms and our liberties. If you are wearing the uniform, I want to say to you, thank you. I want to say to you, I'm proud of you. Until next month, stay vigilant, stay safe.
3: When I raised my hand and swore To protect and serve this country When the devil was at her door But mama wasn't worried Because she saw the fight in me She said